Romans chapter 12 and then the second verse. So we're looking at something rather interesting. And we'll just flow with the Holy Spirit on that this morning. So it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So I'll take it again. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we, we've talked about the spirit, soul, and the body of man. And I said the soul is in the middle. So the soul is the interface. The spirit relates with spiritual things, with God. The body relates with physical things. But the soul is in between. The mind is there to give interpretation to things. For instance, you, you in the place of worship, God speaks to you. But God spoke to your spirit. But your mind has to carry out what God said to properly interpret it. And then all of our fields, science and everything, it's the mind that is interpreting. You touched it, it burnt. Okay, we'll call it hot. All right. All, all the, you're, you're relating physically, but there's a part of you that is busy. And I said to us, the mind feeds on information and association. Um, now, last, last Sunday's teaching and every other Sunday service is on the website to mention that at the end of the service. So you can just catch up. I just want to show something. So now, this, this, this mind here, um, the soul rather, um, there are compartments in the soul from different studies. But that, that, that part of us is, is key. It's important. From this verse, it tells us, I could either conform with the world or... I am transformed. The word transformed there is where the, the same with the word metamorphosis, all right, when it moves, you know, the formation stage of a butterfly, for instance. So th this is the same word. It means I can change my form. I can transform. I can morph. But how do I do that? It says the mind has to play with it. The mind has to do something. So watch this, guys. It means that if I'm going to relate better with God, I need my mind. If the devil is going to finish anybody, he's going to use the person's mind. Because thoughts and ideas will come to the mind. Anybody who is depressive, it's the mind. Anybody who is addicted to something, there's a body part we'll deal with that next Sunday. But then there's a mind part. There's a mind part. And, 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 and thoughts in the mind could become so strong, they become what is called a stronghold. You can't break them. But the good news is they are breakable. They are breakable. So someone feels, oh, my, my, my thoughts are, I, I can't control my thoughts. Good news is Bible says we can. Many times you feel we can't and then they come so, you know, they really like overpower us and all, but we can control them. It takes the grace of God to do it and that's what we're learning. But I needed to start with this first. So don't conform to the world. Don't conform. Be transformed. So I'm going to give us three words now, if you don't mind. And be not conformed, one word, conform, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, conform, transform, renewing. Three words. Conform, 
transform renewing to conform is to blend into something so i blend i i think like they think conform to the world so i think like the world i i blend and it's not just don't think it's all about just um social stuff you know no sometimes it's fear when you start fearing what the world is afraid of you've conformed to the world and that happens to us unconsciously the media helps us every day with that all right they tell you what to be afraid of they tell you what's going on they tell you all of that and then you start becoming afraid well, unconsciously conforming bible says do not fear their fear so there might be things they are afraid of that bible says don't be afraid of the same thing don't don't fear what they fear all right so i could conform blend in or i am transformed so let's let's say it this way if on this side is conform blending or this side transform who knows what the key is in the middle conform on one side transform on one side there's one more word left, right? What's the word? Renew. So if I want to be transformed into God's way, I need to renew my mind. If I want to blend with the world, I just leave my mind and it goes with the world. The word renew there is what you have as reprogram. So the mind is programmable. The mind can be told what to think. The mind is programmable. The mind can be told what to think. Kind of like an illustration. Hope it didn't sound a bit academic. But it's simple. It's simple. You'll get it soon. Genesis chapter 3 verse 1. How do you deal with thoughts? How do you deal with negative thoughts? Genesis 3 1. Number one rule. Do not engage the enemy. Don't engage. How do you deal with negative thoughts? How do you overcome negative thoughts? Don't engage. Sometimes, and this is it, sometimes we catch ourselves thinking that thought. I don't know if that's happened to you before. You didn't even know when the process started. You just realized you were lost in a thought already. You were gone. Once you get there, pause. I said something earlier because, you know, we do this school of worship. I just try to encourage us and teach a bit about worship. And I said... In that place of prayer, in that place of worship, and it's happened to all of us, I'm sure, a million times, you know, since birth. So I'm not sure that would be exaggeration. Where you're, you're worshiping or praying, and then your mind wanders away. And sometimes you feel condemned. You feel bad. How could I? And it's so, it's so amazing. You were in church, worshiping, and then just that little thought of, when I get home, what would I eat? Just that thought. And then your mind goes to, I left some in the freezer. Did I check it? Oh my goodness. And then from there, from that thing in the freezer, I remember the last time I left some in the freezer. And then your mind, and you were gone. And maybe until the worship leader said, was singing it for the last time. And you're like, what? They're already on the last time. You were gone, but then you were still standing in church with your hands lifted. What do you do with your mind? Many years ago when I learned treat your mind like that old school typewriter, it was a blessing to me. That thing, when you go clatter, 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 it moves and then what do you do? Slap it back. And then it moves and then slap it back. So when your mind travels, what do you do? Hit it back. The more you hit it back, the mind keeps telling itself, I can't keep wandering like that. But when you leave it, let it be, the mind tells itself, I can. But when you say, no, get back, we were worshiping God. So, this is also the issue. 
in that moment of worship most of us our minds were blank mind your mind should not be blank during worship this is what i'm saying if i'm worshiping jesus i could put up a verse i could bring up a situation i could bring up something in my thoughts that i am ruminating on as i'm thanking him so i'm going oh lord i am grateful i'm thinking of something i'm grateful for because when my mind is blank it wants to look for something to fill up the space with then you get carried away you're gone because you didn't give it something to think of you left it empty so you engage in that context you engage your mind with very productive thoughts if you're busy praying keep your mind on what you were praying about when you dance up come back to what you're praying about come i was talking to the lord about this then start talking in that prayer as if the lord was in front of you oh dear lord even if you're praying in the spirit you're talking because peter prays in tongues he's talking to god so you're talking to god you're talking to him you're talking to him you're talking to him then mind goes and bring it back then bring it back then bring it back and then you stay you understand that we could do this right just keep your mind there keep your mind there keep your mind there keep your mind there but when it comes to a negative thought don't engage don't engage when it comes to a negative thought now the serpent was more subtle than the beast of the field which the lord had made than any beast of field that the lord had made and he said to the woman yeah had god said you shall not eat watch this what was the question of what every tree in the garden there's a trick there there's a trap there let's go to chapter 2 verse 14 chapter 2 verse 14 yeah and the names of the third river you know 15 now and the lord god took man and put him where in the garden of eden to dress it and to keep it verse 16 and the lord god commanded to so follow instruction commandment the lord god commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden you may please look at instruction read again of every tree of the garden every you may what eat how should you eat it freely every tree next one he says what but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it for the day in which you eat of it you will surely die so god says how many trees can he eat of all he now said except one but he started with all back again to chapter 3 verse 1 see what the devil goes i mean says and then the serpent you know being subtle more than any of the beasts in the field we know what i mean and he said to the woman yea has god said you shall not God said, eat of every tree. And he comes and says, um, has God said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? So he didn't go to the, God said, don't eat that one. No, he came again at the most important thing God said. God said, eat every. He said, did God say you shouldn't eat every tree? Now, this conversation here, however it might have happened, I believe two things. Number one is, whatever is said to us, our minds have to process somewhat. And that's why I'm saying, don't engage. Number two, if you don't have the right information, you're going to be confused. 
So did God say? And then verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of what? The trees of the garden. She's engaging. She's answering. She's engaging. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it. We didn't see that in Genesis chapter 2. So something was added because she's trying to defend God. All right, we get into that. All right, if not, you're going to die. God said, don't touch it. No, Adam was supposed to take care of all the trees in the garden, so he would have needed to take care of this one, so he would have needed to touch this one to take care of it, but you had not to eat it. The instruction was eating, not touching, because you're supposed to take care of it. All right? And then, let's go on. And the serpent said to the woman, you're not going to die. Come on. Verse, and then, you know, for God does know that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will open Alright, and then you're going to be as gods. You're going to know good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make someone wise, she took it, ate it, gave it to her husband, he ate. You know, and, and, and how did she get into trouble? Number one was she engaged. She stayed in a conversation with the enemy. And then everything he was trying to do, he got her to do. Verse, the previous verse, please. Yeah, verse 5. For God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. Number one. Meaning, you're not seeing well now. So you're going to see better after this. He starts making her feel inferior. Starts making her feel incomplete. It starts making her doubt everything God said. God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Hmm. Something's not complete. When I now do this one, I will now really, really, really be like God. So until then, I'm not like God. I got to do this. She starts doubting. Number two, you will know good and evil. God didn't want them to know good and evil. God wanted them to know good. Not good and evil. Evil, there's the word calamity. God didn't want man to experience calamity. So he says, no, don't bother. There's a reason for that tree. Not for you. Not for you. You know good. And everything, if you, re- if you remember Genesis chapter 1, and God made this and it was good. And God made this and it was good. Everything God wanted them to experience was good. Not good and evil. So he said, you need to know good and evil. If you don't know good and evil, how would you know? Nobody knows fake currency by studying fake currency. You know the fake by studying the original. So the enemy says, nah, you got to try to fake one out. Let's check. He said, no, God didn't want them to do that. God said, stay with the good. All right, so your eyes will open. You will be like God. And then you're going to know good and evil. I'm going to show you the reverse of this conversation. Same trick. And he uses it all the time. Same trick. He starts making you feel something God said isn't enough. Do more. It starts making you feel, did the Bible really say this? What if it doesn't work? And he uses the same trick. that It it, it attacks our self-esteem and makes us feel, I could give you more if you ask me. I have more on my hands. I mean, in my hands. I could do it. And look at it. She fell for it. Next verse again, please. Verse 6. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, so, mmm, tasted nice, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree, watch this, to be desired to make somebody wise. Meaning, if I'm gonna, if I eat this thing, woo, I'm gonna have a high level of wisdom. 
But excuse me, right before this, Adam named all the creatures on the earth. How did he get that kind of wisdom? He already had the wisdom, but he made her feel it's not enough. It's not enough. What you have from God, it's not complete. I could do something more for you. So what happens all the time is we engage. I've seen people who came up with conclusions that they were suicidal. And then when you ask them, how do you draw that conclusion? Well, I, I think suicidal thoughts. And I say, give me example. How did he start? You trace the whole thing back to a thought I'm sure has happened to almost everybody here. Anybody ever standing by the road and just well, let me cross and see what happens? It happened to me. Jump. All right, jump. All right, you're standing somewhere, all right, jump. Let's see. And all of that. And then you threw away the thought. But then the devil, and this is it, you need to learn this quickly. Every thought that comes to you is not always your thought. The first thought is never yours. Sometimes it might be, most times it's not. Because the devil could bring a thought. Even God could give you a thought. Even media, anybody could give you a thought. First thought is not always yours. But this is what the devil does. He brings a thought to you. Then he now comes to you and says, Can you imagine? See what you're thinking. Then he starts feeling bad for thinking what he made you think. You're thinking of killing yourself. I think you're suicidal. Maybe you should really do it. You know, then he quotes a verse. Jesus said, if you think it, you've already done it. Just go ahead and do it. And then he comes to you with thoughts and then he's only trying to break you down. And if we don't knock him out, then we engage. Same thing with anger. Someone is getting mad and then the thought of, how could you allow her to talk to you like that? How could you allow him to talk to you like that? And then he's engaging. He's trying to yeah, push you and then the more you engage, the more you think about it, meditate on it, the thing is going, then it comes to condemn you and you call yourself a Christian. And you're thinking evil thoughts. Who brought the thought? Him. He won't tell you he did. Then he tells you about the thought and then he starts feeling bad. He says, don't bother praying. God is not going to answer you right now. And he looks for a verse. God's hand is so far away from sinners. You're a sinner, right? And then he condemns you because you kept on engaging. Don't engage. Might not always be easy, but don't engage. Matthew chapter 4 from verse 1. What he did to him, he did to Jesus. Matthew 4 from verse 1. When Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil... When he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to be bread. This was just like when he told Eve, Your eyes will be open and then you'll be, what? you'll be like God. Someone said, What's the big deal about this? Because in Matthew chapter 3, when Jesus was being baptized by John in the river, the heavens opened and God said, This is my beloved son. God said it, right? And guess what the devil is saying? If you really are. So even what God said is really, really true, bro. Turn the stone to bread. What You know what most of us try to do? I have to prove that I'm the son of God. So the stone is going to... No, you fall into that self-esteem trap. He fell for it. He engaged. You don't engage. He's going to bring thoughts. Why do you fail that exam if all, your, if all your confessions and prayers are working? And there are very many Christians who have given up on prayers. Why? Something didn't work out. 
Okay, so it didn't work out. How does that stop God from being God? You say, but I've always been declaring everything I do will prosper. Everything you will do still prospers. Don't let that situation define you. But I failed the exam. Doesn't make a failure. An event is not a lifestyle. That was an event. Knock it out of the way. Don't define yourself by it. You say, no, no. And then, no. So the issue might now be that you are finding it hard to forgive your own self. And that's another problem many Christians have. So you think God is not forgiving you because you are not forgiving. You're, you're hard on yourself. It's good to be, but there's a limit. See, God picked a king. His name is Saul. And then after a while, the guy wasn't acting right. And God picked another king. God could have just sat down like, I'm so, you know, how could I have picked the wrong guy? God didn't get mad at himself. He started again. Adam and Eve messed up and got to the woman. I mean, the devil, the seed of the woman is coming. Let's, let's move. The devil picked some stars, you know, and ran away, and then the God didn't feel, I failed. No. Why? If the interlooping process is affected, God knows the end process is still intact. Who got that? God declares the end from the beginning. Mess up the process as much as you want. That end is coming to pass. And that's what we need to learn. So we now, you know, it didn't work. I failed it. I didn't get it right. It didn't work out. Hold on. The end is intact. The end is intact. Kill all the babies in Bethlehem. Throw everything you want to do. That end. That end is intact. Moses killed somebody and then ran away for 40 years and all of that. But then Israel will still be delivered. What I told Abraham will still come to pass. End intact. Process might be disturbed. Anybody getting this now? I mean, like, like Joyce Mayer said many years ago, you enjoy where you are on the way to where you're going. You're not where you're going yet. You're not there yet. But don't kill yourself on the way. You're, you're on the way. You're not where you used to be. You're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be. And there's a lot to be thankful for. Glory to God. There's a lot to be grateful for. So don't engage. Don't engage is defeating thoughts. Don't engage is paralyzing thoughts. And that's one rule we must learn to follow. That, that thought isn't holy, it's not godly, I'm not engaging it. Once you start talking to him, he, you talk back, and then he gets you to say the wrong stuff and do the wrong stuff. I've been there if you haven't. All right, he just takes you down that road. It's not a good one. And then he said, command a stone to be bred if you are God's son. Look at the answer. And Jesus answered and said unto him, You know I'm God's son. You know God just told me in the river Jordan. In fact, some people were there. You know, John was there. And then I went into the water. I came out. Then maybe you didn't notice the Holy Spirit was coming down like a dog. Is that, is, that, is that there? No? Okay, let's try again. But Jesus answered and said to him, How can you be saying if I'm a son of God? I know I'm a son of God. I just told myself. I'm... No, right? No? No? Anybody? Can you see that there? And Jesus said, It is written... Man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? I'm not engaging you. There's an answer for you. I'll find it in the word and I'll give it to you. Straight up. But for me to get into this conversation with you, wrong move. I'm not. Eve engaged. Of course, she didn't know better. Jesus knew all things. So he's the example. Don't engage. Don't engage. Give the guy the answer and walk away. Give the guy the answer from the word and walk away. I've met... And in case it's ever happened to anybody, or maybe it's happening, you know, 
you meet a beautiful lady as in beautiful and people know she'd be babe as in she's a babe all right forget forgive the other slang <laughs> you know people know she's a babe beautiful and then the person is going through low self-esteem feels she's so ugly devil is telling her all kinds of stuff that guy is crazy and then you're almost going to tell the person didn't you see yourself in the mirror how could you tell that and believe it why because we engage he looks for that sweet spot that soft spot that opening how come it was Eve he talked to not Adam Adam understood the job I'm not eating that thing I know what I was told Eve didn't get the full picture so he came through and tried talking to Eve not Adam and that's why Paul wrote to Timothy and said it was Eve that was deceived, not Adam. Adam understood what was going on. Man will not live by bread alone. So don't make me, I don't need to convert it. I'm going to live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Next one. And what does he mean by every word? I already told you, God said this is my son. I'm living by that. So I don't have to prove a point Is that part clear? We can move on, right? Turn stone to bread. Let's be sure you are the son of God. No. God said I'm his son and that is sufficient for me. Yeah. That's sufficient. Sometimes you want to pray for people, you know, and then what if they don't get well? Not your business. Just pray. Just go ahead and pray. Not your business. Pray. You know? You want to, you know, pray about a project at the office. What if he doesn't? Pray. Pray. Just pray. The devil takes him up to a holy city Shows him the pinnacle, all right, from you know on the temple, and he said to him, "If you are the son of God, right, since you know how to quote a verse, let me give you another. Let me give you a verse too. Cast yourself down because it is written. He will give his angels charge over you, <laughs> and in their hands they will bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone." Jesus was like, "Hmm, nice one. Now you went the word way, scriptural devil." But Jesus answered, "It is written, you will not." Hope you know Jesus is not engaging, right? Let me say this here quickly. Don't answer thought for thought. Answer thoughts with words. I've ever been thinking a thought before and then you were trying to think another thought while thinking that first thought. They jam, they clash sometimes. But you notice when you open your mouth to say something, it stops. We could try it. I could say, think something. Think anything. Think. Just think it. Just think. What now? Ice cream. Who likes ice cream? Okay. Let's not make anybody hungry. <laughs> All right, but think. Think what? You were at the airport waiting to board. Just think a thought. You're doing that, right? Now, say something for me. Mom. Just what? Hello, how you doing? How's your name? It breaks the flow of a thought. But when I think one thought and then starting another thought, that other thought is still trying to... So Jesus, Jesus, Jesus didn't... Now, we were not there, but unlike Eve's case, and maybe like Eve's case, we might not have the full picture here, but the thought of jump. That's what he... The same jump thought that comes to us. Jump! Jump now. Goku, they'll catch you, right? But he didn't think... Hmm, hmm, 
Mm, I'm not joking. As in trying to think it. Mm. It is written. Sometimes you say it and someone wonders, are you talking to me? You say no. <laughs> but you got to talk to that guy. You got to talk to the devil. It is written. I'm not doing that. So I just go, no. And nobody knows what you were thinking. But you were fighting a thought in your head. You don't want to engage. I'm not thinking that. Alright, next one. Don't tempt the Lord your God. Next one. And again, the devil takes him up into an exceedingly high mountain, shows him the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said to him, all these things I will give you. Like, you know, telling Eve, I'll make you wise. This will make you wise. If you fall down and worship me, Jesus said unto him, get thee behind me, Satan, because it is written. You will worship the Lord your God and him only would you serve. Don't answer thought for thought. Answer thought with words. What if you don't make it to your next birthday? Do you have a verse? Psalm 91.16 is popular. With long life will satisfy me. I'm not satisfied. I'm not going anywhere. What if you travel to Edmonton and you don't come back alive? With long life will satisfy me. Well, there are many other verses you could find, but you have to know, and that's what Jesus did. Jesus did not try to answer from his own opinion. He answered from Scripture. Please understand this. It's not, what if you catch COVID? No, it's not COVID, no, it's monkey. Monkey, oh my, come on. What, what if? You now say, well, they didn't say it's plenty in Canada yet. It's just a few cases. If that is your answer, few months down the line, they might look for how to make it plenty. It might not be plenty, but they might look for how to make it plenty and tell it's plenty. What then do you tell the devil? They didn't say it's in London yet. No, you have to find the word. It is written. It is written. Don't answer thought for thoughts. It's a very terrible game. And I must stress this also. Don't condemn yourself for negative thoughts when they come. Thoughts come. Thoughts come. Don't condemn yourself for them when they come. Oh, I thought of it. It was a very sensual thought and, you know, very... It was a thought. It came. No problem. You can't stop birds from flying over your head. But you definitely can stop them from building nests on top of your head. So that the thought came is not the problem. It's now you taking the thought and then chewing on it. That's where the issue is. Not that the thought came. Thoughts will come. Thoughts came to Jesus. He thought of jumping. He thought of worshipping another God. He didn't crucify himself for the thought. It's not the thought that is the problem. It's what you do with the thought. And the devil will do that, you know. Have you been there, busy praying and talking to God, and one problem showed up, one, in your head, one, and the hands you were lifting just dropped. And the prayer you were praying just ran away. And you just caught yourself thinking. Maybe not worry. Some of us really don't worry, but we still think, we process. If I take this step, you were praying, you just carried it away. And then if, 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 if we all respond to things differently, then you start becoming anxious. First Peter 5 and verse 8. It's a battle. It's a fight. First Peter 5 and 8. 
We'll see King James and now we'll see the Amplified. Uh, be sober, be vigilant, because the adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, what's he doing? He's looking for whom he may what? Devour. All right. Now look at verse 7. But no, hold on. Let's, let's, some of you know this already. He's saying, he's, he's going about looking for who to devour. So that means he can't just devour everybody, but he'll make an attempt, right? And Peter got this, I mean, this is the word of God, so it's accurate, because even science says that lions always look for the animals that emit fear, right? And then that's the one they want. They don't try to pounce on all of them. They look for which one is looking afraid and then go after that one. So that's what the devil tries to do. He tries to get you scared, get you worried, get you off the edge. Verse 7. Casting what now? Some of your care? A few? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit like this. How many? Casting all your care upon who? Him because he does what? He cares for you. Cast your care. How am I going to get it done? Tell us if I'll cast my care. Cast my care. That care means worry, concern, that thing bothering you. Oh, look at my age right now. I've not done this. I've not done that. That care. Cast it on him. Not the responsibility. No. You're not going to say, well, there's time to just hold on and say, I'm not doing anything. But the care, the, the agitation. Mm-mm. On this matter, I will never have a sleepless night. Some might need to say that. I'll never have a sleepless night. Nothing's going to keep me up at night. Any extra fasting based on panic, I will not do it. No. Why? It says, cast what? You know the meaning of cast, guys? Throw it. Throw it. Throw it. Take catch. <laughs> you will anyway. Oops. Oh, sorry. So, we'll try it again. Now, I want to explain something. I'm praying. I'm bothered. You know, would it happen? My kids. You know, this society. Blah, 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 blah. I cast my care. You know what the thought makes you do? Three minutes later. God, hope you know I'm serious about it. God is saying, but I taught you. When you cast it, who is it with? Not with you. But then the devil wants you to take it back. Sometimes in two seconds. So it's a fight. Then you start going in the name of Jesus. I cast my care, I keep it cast. I cast my care, I keep it cast. Because it will come back. It will come back. Sometimes after 30 minutes. It will come back. And I say in the name of Jesus, I cast my care. Actually, maybe something that has a time frame to it. It's Wednesday and the thing will expire by Friday. And you have not figured out how you're going to get it done. <laughs> then we go up at 12 midnight. I cast my care. I cast my care. Then we go up at 2 a.m. I am not having a sleepless night on you. I cast my care. Or oh, it's your kid. You know, a bit of temperature here, there, there. Then you check. Then you come back. Then you check again. Then you come back. Then you check again. Then you come back. Who is checking? You or the son that doesn't slumber? If you check and check and check and check and check. Now there's a check in fear. There's a check in fear. Parents, you need to know the difference, okay? But sometimes you find that it's God himself that says, where are you going again? 
and maybe the covers have removed from his body i want to go and put it back hmm where are you going again i just want to check you know maybe the window is where are you going again i got the point anybody getting this because i thought you cast it where are you going i just want to where are you going did you cast your care yes sir then keep it cast yes sir now you didn't go but then your mind keeps going maybe you should check maybe you check <laughs> and it, it it happens on many things cast your care amplified please you you love this one the whole of your care the whole of your care casting the whole of your care i love this breakdown all your anxieties all your worries all your concerns once and for all on him because he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you this is what god is saying to you my eyes are on you my eyes but like ah, if eyes on me why i think that's the devil trying to make you say the bad thing you don't say the bad thing like i said the process might be messed up but the end would always be intact keep your eyes on i lift my eyes to the one who made heaven and earth he always has it covered he doesn't sleep on the job he doesn't drop the ball i cast my care i keep it cast i cast my care i keep it cast i'm panicky i know but i refuse this panic i refuse this panic i refuse this panic and it's a tough one <laughs> it's a tough one a tough one thanks a tough one kenneth copeland many years ago was dressing up for a meeting him and his son and then someone was taking their granddaughter to school and then they got into an accident so bad an accident that when the paramedics got there in the helicopter to pick the baby up the girl they said they were not sure if she would make it alive to the hospital it was that bad and then they brought the news to them a conference was about to start they were getting dressed so when he told them about it, he just looked at his own son that's the girl's dad he's you know his son the girl's dad nothing is he said are you ready for this morning's meeting the guy said yes sir he said let's go to church he said what he said say, what <laughs> no but question is rushing down to that hospital and canceling that service how many bones would he put back how many bones would it adjust how many bones bishop david Edipo was in the house his daughter slumped they checked her pulse she was gone he said take her to the hospital i'm going to the office he gets to the office he does normal office stuff morning devotion then he sits on his chair lifts his hand and begins to worship god and three bible verses drop into his heart and he sent those verses to them in the hospital as they were reading the bible verses the girl came back alive what does the whole it disconnects you destabilizes you and that problem might still be worse you cast you're not being careless you're positioning yourself to hear well and when we hear well we function well at the end of the day that copeland's granddaughter and it's not just something they said i've had the prayer of being in a meeting where i saw the lady eventually about two three days later they said all our bones were intact again 
supernatural everything just adjusted <laughs> can we read this verse together casting the whole of your care all your anxieties all your worries all your concerns once and for all on him why he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully but god i don't have that thing yet he's watching he's carrying he's arranging he's sorting he's sorting he's sorting if you don't know what it is he's sorting me out glory to god Hallelujah. but he say how how is not for me to do he's sorting me out he's sorting me out matthew matthew 6 and 25 should be 25 even though we'll find it together Matthew 6 25 yep let's do king james and we'll come here we might come here but i also need to save time We're almost done therefore i say to you what is he saying take no thought for your life what shall you he didn't say don't plan lunch or dinner that's all he's saying he's saying don't worry take no thought saying what shall we eat what shall we drink what shall we wear add relationship add career add everything there marriage everything there Watch out, put on. He says, Is your life not more than any of these things? Is your body not more than the clothing? Next verse, please. Behold, the fowls of the air, they sow not, they don't reap, they don't gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not better than they? Which of you, and this is the point, which of you by taking a thought can add one cubit to his own stature? That thought doesn't add to you, it actually takes from you. Have you been so worried you couldn't eat? Oh, never. Good one. <laughs> you know? No, but that's good. Because me too, I have to eat. You know? But I've been there too when I had to eat by faith. Every spoon was a move of faith. And people that will say you're careless. No, but you're telling yourself, how by not eating am I solving this problem? It takes away your sleep, takes away your food, takes away your mood. It doesn't add to you. It actually takes from you which of you jesus said by taking thoughts can add one cubit this is jesus not me which of you by taking a thought to add anything it takes away your if i just you just suddenly have tummy ache from nowhere because you're worried i've not heard from them what if something happened on the road i can't find them and suddenly something just starts in some you're just headaches and back pain. it just boom and many many sicknesses doctors will tell you they come from possible doctor abby they come from stress worry sickness so it doesn't add anything to anybody but i've been waiting three days i've not had it they that wait upon the lord and you can't be waiting and complaining. You wait by faith. So please don't engage. A whole lot of other things I would have said this morning, but we need to round up. Don't engage. Find scripture. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, Bible says. So if you feel, Adam, I'm not okay. Nobody's even looking at me. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. But there's something in that verse most people don't see. Just Psalm 139. What verse? Anybody found it? Psalm 139. 14. Thank you. Psalm 139, 14. Yeah, oh. 
<laughs> it was already on the screen while we were watching. Watch this. I will praise you for I am what? Fearfully and wonderfully made. Watch this, guys. Marvelous are your works and and that's my soul. So the issue is most times our soul is not convinced yet. So that's the last part. So you find people quoting a lot of and fearfully and wonderfully made question is, are you convinced about it? Has your soul come to agree? Because that's what it says here. And that my soul knows very well. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> you know. That my soul knows very well. So you have to be convinced. Don't let him make you feel who's going to look at you. Who's looking at you. And fearfully and wonderfully made. Someone says, but I don't have a spouse. Devil is telling me all kinds of stuff. Don't worry. God knew when God said it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah, but he said it to Adam. He could have as well said it to anybody. Do you want to be alone? No. God knows it is not good for you to be alone. So, <laughs> I'm not alone. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. I don't lack a spouse. I don't lack a job. I don't lack. I don't lack. They say, so where's your job? I have it. Where is it? I don't know where it is, but I have it. I have it. It's mine in Jesus' name. It's mine in Jesus' name. Don't engage. Don't engage. Don't engage. You'll bring you thoughts. Thoughts on grief. Thoughts on condemnation. You know, you've messed up. God will never forgive you. First John chapter 1, verse 9 says, If you confess your sin, He is faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. First John chapter 1, verse 9. It's up there. There's nothing too big that God can never forgive. He said, if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just, he will forgive you. He will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Chapter 2, verse 1 of the same First John. First John 2 and 1. It says, my little children, I write this thing to you so that you do not sin. So I'm not giving you license and say keep sinning. No. But I like the end. He says, and if any man sin, we have what? An advocate. You have a defense attorney with the father. Jesus Christ the righteous. So Jesus is not trying to hurt you, harm you, make you feel bad. He knows you messed up. But he was the one who shed his blood for you. And he's saying, we're waiting for you. Come back. Father is not chasing you away. But the devil will tell you, and I need to say this. You know, I was doing a radio recording upper week, and I said it then. It's just the truth. God will never ask you to do something that he himself can never do. Peter asked him, how many times should my brother forgive me? Jesus said seven times. In another place, Peter said, how many times? Seven. Jesus said, no. Seventy times seven. That's what God wants us to do. So, God says, someone offends you 70 times, seven times, I should still forgive. God will never ask you to do something he, God, cannot do. It means if you ask him 70 times, seven times, forgive you, doesn't have a choice. If not, he would have given us a higher standard than he himself can keep. Then he won't be God. He is God, all merciful. Because sometimes the devil will tell you, you lied yesterday, you told God you were sorry. That's how you lied last week. You said you were sorry. Don't you think by now God is tired of hearing you say sorry? You say it's true. Me too, I'm tired. 
So do you think God wants to hear you right now? God doesn't listen to liars. All liars will have their part. You say it's true. Do you want to go to church? No, God doesn't want to hear me. And then he does that to people because you kept engaging. I didn't have enough scriptures to answer him. We have to close this right now. But I hope this blessed somebody. I pray it does. We, we need to stop engaging. We need to stop engaging. We need to stop engaging. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 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 Now, I've preached this, but should there be anyone here now? It's like that battle in your mind is bigger than you think it can handle. I'd like to pray with you. If there is, if there's none, then it's fine. If you, there is, come forward quickly. You feel, ah, mind disturbs me. I know you've told me what to do because you can now act on what I've done, but if there's a need for me to pray for you, I'd rather, let's, let's help you and then, you know, as an usher or as, okay, please. I need to be sure. Anybody, you want me to pray with you and just agree with you, your thoughts and, just lift your hands, please. And please, where you are, you might just want to lift your hands and thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why? Because they are strongholds. I couldn't get there today. They are strongholds. We could just address them together by faith in the name of Jesus. Just address them. We address that stronghold. Because sometimes you don't apply the word, but that battle, we could fight it together by faith and then you go and apply it on your own. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just join your faith with me, everybody. And you can just, just release your own faith on your own. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oops. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Stand against every negative thought, every contrary thought. Stand in faith with you. Come against everything. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Break that thought. Take authority over you right now. Take authority in the name of Jesus. 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 Name of Jesus. Speak to all that concerns you. I speak the peace of God to your mind. Speak the peace of God to your mind. I speak the peace of God to all that concerns you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I declare in the name of Jesus. Stand in faith with you. I declare. Every contrary thought, we take authority over it now. Now, now, now. I join faith with you. I join faith with the plan of God. Satan, I take, I take authority over your manipulations. I take authority over your maneuvers. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I declare victory, 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 victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. 
Hallelujah. I declare victory. Satan, I declare you take your hands off. I stand against your plans, your powers. In the name of Jesus. You have victory. 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 Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Enjoy your victory. You enjoy your victory. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. You enjoy victory. It's yours. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you. Thank you. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. So we'll close. <laughs> we got to. Um, so next Sunday, I'll talk more about the flesh, the body. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll take it on from there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Lift your hands. In the name of Jesus, I agree with everyone here. Oh, I agree with my brothers and sisters right now. I declare victory over every situation. Victory. Victory in the name of Jesus. I declare victory. That lingering situation. That lingering situation. That lingering situation. We curse you in Jesus' name. We speak you out of the way in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, we take authority over you. And we declare the peace of God. We declare the grace of God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I, I declare victory. 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 Those, 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 those passageways for you that seem blocked. We call them opened in the name of Jesus. We speak to your path. We declare peace. We speak to your path. We declare peace. We speak to your path. We declare peace, peace, peace in the name of Jesus. And I agree with you, wherever you might be, the things you feel are missing, we call it added. Added, added, added. That you enjoy the completion that is yours in Christ. Those things you feel are missing, we call them added. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We speak to this week, we call it fruitful. We speak to this week, we call it flourishing. Flourishing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Say, God is my help. Say, say, I have victory. Praise God. God is my help. I have victory. God is my help. I have victory. God is my help. I have victory. Do you have victory? All right. Say it loud enough. Let the devil know you know it. I have victory. Say it. Say, I have victory. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. In the name of Jesus. Please don't forget, don't answer thought for thought. Answer thoughts with words, but not your opinions. Answer thoughts with the word of God. If you need Bible verses for anything, please reach out, all right? Even if you have to go to the website, info, I just, I need Bible verses for this situation. We'll get it. We'll forward the Bible verses to you. You want to face something, you're dealing with something, you need Bible verses. Don't fight alone. Don't stand alone, all right? Father, thank you. It's been a wonderful day. We've learned, we've been impacted, and we thank you because your word is growing richer and richer in our hearts. We thank you because of all that we've received today. We give you praise for this. Thank you once again. We thank you once again for victory because we have victory in Christ Jesus, and we thank you for this. Thank you once again because we have a great week. It's filled with favor. We are led away from evil, and we're led into good. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name.